Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Happy Thursday, everybody. Great to have you with us on this rainy, pouring Thursday. Coming up on the show today and looking forward to it very much will be our high school football roundtable in the next half hour. And also, Neil Kulong on the Steelers as they get ready for the Ravens. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, great sale in Kia, Hyundai, and great pre-owned inventory. It's interesting. Um, I was watching this morning. You were talking about the growth in the third quarter in the country being better than 33%. And they said two areas were really leading the charge. One was housing and another one, car sales. Right? That's because there are great deals out there right now. Great deals, and you want to deal with the best in the business. That is Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Penn State taking on Ohio State Saturday night in Beaver Stadium at 7.30. We're on beginning at 6. A lot of virtual initiatives, and Chris Grossi now joins us to talk about that. Chris, welcome. Great to have you with us. Thanks for having me, Steve. Uh, I've, uh, I've listened and, and watched for a long time and, and happy to be making my uh, my debut tonight. So it's, thanks for having me. It's really great to have you with us. All right, let's start with this. The video board has been an important component for fan usage over the years. Sometimes we see tweets up there and so forth. So tell us about the initiative, uh, Chris, with fan photos on the Beaver Stadium video board this year. Yeah, so, so we actually have a couple ways for our fans this, this season to make it up on, on the Beaver Stadium video board and, and show our student-athletes um, that, that, that they're being supported. And, um, and, and there's two ways that you can participate in this and, and get on the video board uh, pregame and during the game. The first way is, is simply um, posting a photo on social media, either Twitter or Instagram, and using the hashtag PSUPRIDE. Uh, what, what that does is it comes into our system and we go through the photos and, and approve them and get them put up on, on the screen in kind of a collage format. So, so pregame and then at different spots in game, uh, our, our fan photos will be, will be uh, rolling through on, on the video board. So we're excited to offer that opportunity to our fans. The other one is, is a promotion we're calling raise the song and, um, this gives fans a chance to send in videos of themselves cheering. And I'm sure you, as, as you've watched, Steve, the other sports um, as, as they've kind of taken off um, the NBA and, and NFL and, and, um, and how they use videos of fans cheering um, it, within their broadcasts and, and on video boards. And, and, and we're going to do that same thing. So um, it's part of our Raise the Song promotion. Fans can send in videos of themselves cheering as if Penn State just scored a touchdown. Or, um, or or doing the We Are chant, or, or even swaying back and forth to the like the alma mater is being sung, and we're going to take those videos, repurpose them, edit them, and then uh, put put them up on the board, and and also put them on social media at times too. So t- t- two great ways to uh, to get to get your virtual presence felt uh, in the stadium. 
Twitter and Instagram, you can do that by using hashtag PSU Pride. Is yep. it the same for the videos? So for the videos, there's actually a, um, a website, gopsusports.com okay. slash raise the song. Um, and it's also in, in the, on our virtual um, Valley uh, homepage, which is uh, gopsu, uh, gopsusports.com slash virtual Valley. So you can find the link to the Raise the Song promotion on any of those, any of those sites. Also, it's a great way to stay in touch is the Unrivaled podcast. Unrivaled, uh, that's the official podcast of Penn State football. And, Chris, that's back for its second season. It is. And, and Mitch Gerber uh, has done an awesome job uh, building that that from the bottom up. And um, some tremendous interviews already this season. Um, and and we look forward to, to new episodes each week of that, keeping our fans um up to date on all things uh, Penn State football and, and, and give a behind the scenes uh, look and, and tell a lot of the great stories that surround the program. So, yeah, we're excited for, for season number two. And like I said, Mitch has done an awesome job with it and, and, uh, and provided me with some great listening materials when I'm out for a run, for sure. Uh, Mitch has done brilliant work through all of this. He really has. He always does great work anyway, but I think you get tested during this, and Mitch has been just fabulous. Absolutely, yeah. Chris, next up, the virtual tailgate of the game contest. We, you and I both know, and I probably know better than you do because I've been here for 1.2 billion years. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. But nobody tails like, tailgates like Penn Staters tailgate. Nobody does. So how do you want to do the virtual tailgate of the game contest? So, you know, th- this actually stemmed from the, the blue-white virtual tailgate, which we ran in April, which was, was really, I think, one of the first of its kinds and, um, and, uh, and, and really kind of set the bar for, for our virtual programming throughout the, the summer and, and as we got into the fall. But um, if, if you'll remember, when we did the virtual tailgate um, for the blue-white game, um, that we held it on the day that was supposed to be blue-white, um, but, uh, but, but obviously that, that was canceled. And, and we gave our fans an opportunity to just show their, show their Penn State pride and, and, and how passionate they are about, about the team, about supporting the team, about getting together and, and, and continuing those, those tailgate traditions. So uh, we, we took what we learned um, uh, at, at the blue-white virtual tailgate and, and continue, uh, continued it into the season. And so each week, uh, in, in partnership with the Nittany Lion Club, we are going to ask fans to show us how they are, are tailgating and, and how they are uh, getting ready and, and watching the game. Um, and so we'll, we'll ask for, for photos and videos of um, you know, whether they're doing a call on Zoom with their friends and all watching the game together or if they're socially distant um, you know, with, with people from the neighborhood or family members and, and watching outside. Um, we're going to ask our fans to, to send photos, and, and, and each week we'll have different prizes and, and, and rewarding um, different tailgates uh, for, for their, their creativity and their, um, and, and, and their spirit. So we're, we're looking forward to seeing how our fans um, engage with that and adapt in, in, in this environment and, and um, you know, how, how, they, how they approach their, their, their tailgating at home this season. Whether it's in person or virtual, no one tails, tailgates like Penn State or Sue. And this will be, by the way, you can use hashtag PSU tailgate for that. Yeah, there's a lot of hashtags, Steve. And so uh, <laughs> we, we, we've got it all laid out for you nicely on that gopsustorts.com slash virtual valley page where you can find um, rundowns of all of these events and, and, uh, and, and the right hashtags to use um, as, as you go through it to make sure that 
that the folks who are are uh, monitoring it uh, see, see your photos. And by the way, there's also a Nittany Lion Club tailgate cookbook recipe at Nittany Lion Club social. You know, things. Uh, there's a lot of things yeah. going on like that that are happening the week of the game. Uh, the confusing one is the behind the mic one. Uh, <laughs> Jack and I don't want to watch each other work. Why do other people? <laughs> and by the way, the video is is of us. It does. You will not see the game. You'll just see us. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, 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 I don't, uh, I don't think everyone shares your sentiment on this, uh, Steve. I think everyone uh, is really going to enjoy watching you and Jack uh, react as as the game goes on and. And, um, and and this has been an initiative that's been going on with with uh, with Learfield Properties uh, nationwide, and I, I, I've received great feedback from my my, uh, my my colleagues in the business on on how um, how much their fan base have liked watching their um, their, their announcers, and I'm, I I am pumped for this opportunity. W- what it is is um, fans will be able to tune in and watch you and Jack call the game. Um, and I believe, uh, by live. the way, by the way, Chris, I believe it's home and away because I think they're going to set it up when we're on the road too. Yeah, I think I think they're going to try. Um, it, it's definitely at home um, in, in the friendly confines, and uh, <laughs> you know, j- just to be able to have that playing, you know, on, on your second screen as you're watching the game, uh, I, I think our fans are going to love that opportunity because I know how much they. They, they, they love the work that you and you and Jack do. So I'm, that, that's one of these virtual initiatives that I'm, I'm personally really excited about because I think it's going to uh, I, I think it's going to be a great uh, opportunity for our fans to, to kind of see the work you guys do up there. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, the halftime trivia contest. Halftime is always a great time for everybody to take a break. It's also a great time to have a little bit of fun. Uh, so yeah. the halftime trivia contest is going to happen each week. Yeah. So. Um, most of our programming uh, through this virtual valley initiative is is being done um, around the game and not during the game. Yeah, um, we we kind of took the took the stance of uh, hey, we're going to provide you a ton of content and, and behind the scenes looks uh, during the week. Once it's game time, we want you guys to enjoy 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 the game in a way that you want to. We we don't want to be filling up timeouts with different things and. And, and and sending you to too many other places during the game, you know, other than watching behind the mic. Um, but, um, <laughs> but, but, but yes, the, the trivia contest is one thing that, that, that we are going to post each halftime. Um, it's going to be six to ten questions different each week on, on Penn State football. And, um, and fans will have a chance to, to go and, and play trivia each week. Um, the, the trivia questions will actually be live for a couple days, so it's not like the first one they get some right wins. It's, okay. it's um, starting at halftime of each game. That, that that's when you'll be able to find the link and and uh, and participate. And and each week we're going to have a winner and post the answers and, and have some fun with it. So uh, we we are excited about about that uh, that initiative too. And it, it's a great way to uh, to challenge our our, our most um, most knowledgeable fans and. And, and, and there'll be some softball questions in there too, so um, so so we're we're definitely excited about that. We're with Chris Grassi, assistant athletic director for marketing. We're talking about the virtual Valley experience, and uh, a little bit later, Phil Troutwine back in just a few minutes to talk about the Penn State offensive line. I mentioned previously a couple answers back about the Nittany Line Club tailgate cookbook recipe of the week. Uh, I will point out that Jack Ham and I, part, you know, our participation in this is 
after the fact. <laughs> so, so, what about this uh, tailgate cookbook recipe of the week? Yeah, so this is another one of the initiatives that, that, that we launched during the Blue White Virtual Tailgate that we thought went really well. Um, you know, our, our friends at the Nindy Lion Club were the ones that, that took the lead on this and will continue to take the lead on it. But, but we're asking our fans for, to, to share some of their favorite favorite recipes um, for, for tailgate um, tailgate meals and, um, and side dishes and desserts and all that stuff. And, and, and we'll, we'll take those recipes and put them in a gigantic cookbook and, and highlight different ones each week um, and, and, really, um, and, and really showcase the, the, the great recipes uh, and traditions that, that our fans have. You know, another thing um, that, that, that this does is when we first launched it, this was an initiative to get people to go out to the grocery stores and support local, um, support local businesses. That's right. Um, and, and that is our hope again. Um, you know, each each uh, each Wednesday we'll be releasing updates of it and, and and a recipe of the week. And and the hope is that you know you'll go out visit your local grocery store, um, visit Wise Market, and um, and 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 purchase the the stuff that you need to to make these dishes. So um, we're we're really looking forward to to the interaction that we get. And I know they've been working with some some VIPs, some uh, some coaches, uh, family members, and and administrators on on some of their personal favorite recipes too so there there should be some some really good uh some really good options uh, gonna, in that cookbook we're gonna get the secrets behind what makes a great pizza dip all right yeah. zoom backgrounds uh this this is an interesting initiative as well the zoom backgrounds yeah so we uh, we actually in, in april back to the the virtual tailgate we uh, took our marketing staff and we went to every single parking lot in uh, in in Happy Valley for for, for tailgating. Uh, so all thirty to forty of them, and and we 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 made sure it was a great day. So the sun was out. Um, actually, every day is a great day in Happy Valley. So uh, exactly right. Correct, it's always sunny and seventy. Myself. Always yeah. sunny and seventy. And James Franklin will back me up on that. Exactly. So so we we picked one of the three hundred and sixty five sunny in 70 days to go take <laughs> photos from each each of the parking lots and so if if you're a normal uh who, who are a season ticket holder and come to our games you'll be able to find the view from your parking lot and use that as your virtual background if 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 you want to uh, get on a zoom call with your friends and i'll watch the game together so uh we're, we're providing that experience virtually and and um you know we we released those in april and Throughout the summer and the fall, you know, whenever I get on a big Zoom call with, with Penn State fans and, and staff members, I'll always see one of those people still using to, to, to this day. So um, that that'll be a unique, uh, you know, opportunity that that we're providing uh, for our fans too. Uh, one more thing: make, make sure you get your car, your uh, your cutout for uh, inside oh, yeah. the stadium. That's right. Yep. Yeah. In yep. fact, yep. it's eighty five dollars for the first one, which, by the way, is twenty one dollars a game. Yeah, and then that after yep. and students can get involved too, right? And where do you want to put the cutouts, Chris? So, so they're going to go in Beaver Stadium. We're still working exactly on um, on where they're on where they're going to end up, but they will be visible to the TV and to to our to our student athletes. Um, so, so there's going to be a whole bunch of them there. Uh, we've had a great response from our fan base uh, looking to, uh, to, to to be in stadium um, in, in cutout form. And uh, yeah, students can get involved too for sixty-five dollars each. Um, th- they'll be up the whole season, 
uh, and we actually have until the 21st of this month to uh, to sell them to guarantee them that they'll be uh, in the stadium for the first game. That's eighty five dollars uh, for the first one, seventy five for each additional one, so you can add up to three if you want. Sixty five for Penn State students. The Bunton Waller Scholarship Program and Multicultural Facility Development Support Funds will be part of the beneficiary, as will Thon. So remember that as well, because the money's going toward uh, great initiatives while also having your presence in the stadium. Yeah, and, and there's been some awesome stories behind uh, behind why people are, are putting their cutouts in the stadium, and it, it, it's just a really cool initiative. You've seen them, you've seen them in all the other sports. Um, I, I, I knew our fans would respond in a big way, and and, and we're excited to uh, to get in there uh, in the next couple of weeks and start putting those babies up and uh, and, uh, and 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 the visuals that that our fans will see when we are when we're home on the 31st. That's awesome, Chris. Thanks so much. Chris Grassi, Assistant Athletic Director in Marketing for Penn State. Nittany Lions play Saturday night in Beaver Stadium at 7.30. I'm beginning at 6 o'clock right here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. High School Roundtable next half hour as we continue brought to you by Sunbury Motors on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applications applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, great to have you with us on the show today. High School Roundtable next half hour brought to you by Sunbury Motors. Uh, great to have you with us. Uh, we'll then get into the Eagles and Cowboys at 4.06, which should sufficiently depress the audience. As those two juggernauts go head-to-head. What? I'm fired up. That game should be on a Tuesday morning. <laughs> I don't totally disagree with that. I'm just having fun here. I don't, I'm just having fun. That's all. I mean, look, the winner of the division makes the playoffs, and what? And I've said a million times, all you got to do is make the tournament. Once you make the tournament, then who knows what happens? Yep. Now making the tournament with four wins. <laughs> Not exactly firing to the finish line, but (laughs) But it's a big game for both teams. And if the Eagles can just control Ben DiNucci, I think they got him. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com, Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. 
fabulous new inventory. Uh, And as I was saying earlier, today they announced that growth in the country went up 33.1%. Now, please, we're not I'm not getting into the politics of it. Hear me out for a second here. I'm not getting no politics here. They say two of the bigger areas that really allowed the country to move forward in the last quarter, housing and car sales. So let's bring that back down to Sunbury Motors. Ah, now see where I'm going? That's because they have great deals at Sunbury Motors. Not good, great deals at Sunbury Motors. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, great pre-owned inventory. Fabulous service department. All at Sunbury Motors. 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. All right. So let's get to our high school roundtable for this week. It may be pouring today, but tomorrow night's going to feel like a nice, crisp fall evening for high school football. So let's start with Zach Showers. Zach, welcome. Great to have you with us on the show today, as always. It's the rematch with Shemokin. First of all, how are you? I'm doing well today. How about yourself, Steve? Doing great. All right, so last week, the Seals Grove, this was a location game. The winner got to play at home. So why is Seals Grove playing at home? What did they do right last week? Well, like you said, it was the the rematch, and this is the rematch of the rematch, I guess you could say. I don't know if there's a a different term for that, but um, Seals Grove continued to be dominant on defense. Uh, they only gave up seven points, and uh, that was later in the second half. Um, and offensively, they were able to put together two really nice drives um, on the first two drives of the game, which they really haven't done before. Um, they were able to run the ball effectively, hit one big pass to the fullback. Um, and overall, they were they were able to control the line of scrimmage enough early in the game that they jumped on Shimokin, they got a lead, and then they allowed um, the defense to really settle in to shut Shimokin down, and then they added a late score um, in the second half that gave them the 13-point win. So overall, it was, it was just a lot of the, the same old, same old that they've been doing defensively. Um, six out of the seven games, they've allowed um, one touchdown or less to their opponent. So a lot of, uh, a lot of positives on the defensive end. There's always a lot of positives on the defensive end with this team. Why can't they make it? Why can't some of those same athletes make translate it to to offense? <laughs> that's a, that's a good question and one I think we're trying to figure out every week. Thank um, you very you know, much. The, I the finally off- asked yeah. a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the offensive line has gotten, I guess you could say, a little bit better every week. Um, that's that's where it is, and uh, I know we say it a lot, but a lot of times it's just one block. They're just one block away, um, and they were able to get a couple bigger plays. That's one thing that struggled. Um, they've struggled putting together long scoring drives, but they've also struggled getting that one big play that they can really move the chains. And um, they scored on a 35-yard touchdown run on the first score of the game. Um, and they had a, a 50-yard reception to the fullback that Ryan Amit was able to take down the right sideline. And to get some of those big chunk plays also just has given the, the offense a shot in the arm. Another thing that's been difficult is they really ha- the passing game has been almost non-existent. Um, right. Coy Bastion has done a nice job leading the offense, but 
um, there just hasn't been the plays on the outside. So uh, they're at a point where it's pretty much can the can we get the running game going? And if we can, we're going to be successful. If not, um, there's going to be a lot more struggles offensively. All right, so now let's get to um, the offensive play calling of it. In some ways, do they feel like they have their hands tied as to how they want to call a game because there's just certain things they just can't do right now? Yeah, I, w- I would definitely say so. Um, there, There is the aspect of knowing that there's probably not going to be a lot of plays with a passing game, so... Right. Um, I know talk, talking to coaches, I think, especially when you're playing a team for the third time in, you know, six weeks, you try to switch things up a little bit. So, you know, I, I think there's going to be some variations in the running game, but um, there is only, you know, so much you can do at this point in the season. All right. Uh, Seals Grove wins tomorrow night if? I, I think they have to have a, a similar – similar results this past week. Um, I think if you can continue to shut down Shemokin and keep them to less than one score, um, you know, the offense, I think the offense is going to have to make a few plays through the air. One thing that was a bit concerning um, last Friday night was 113 of their 179 yards were on the first two drives mm-hmm. of the game. So after that, Shemokin was able to settle in a little bit. Um, they're also going to be without um, Nate Schoen, the um, defensive end. He was um, thrown out of the game for a, um, a body slamming the uh, Shemokin quarterback on a play that arguably shouldn't have been an ejection, um, but it was definitely a penalty. So he very much dictated the flow of Shemokin's offense um, and made a lot of plays. So they're going to really need someone to step up um, and probably multiple guys to step up on the defensive line to shut down Shemokin's running attack, which they've had some success with. Um, so we're excited. I think uh, tomorrow night should be kind of an old-fashioned, uh, very physical football game, and it's di- district playoffs, so um, it's it's do or die from here on out. So um, I think the guys are excited, and we're excited to be back in district playoffs. And it's on Eagle 107. Zach, thanks so much. Appreciate you very much. Absolutely. Have a good night, Steve. All right, so Greg Wetzel next. Um, Greg, I'm driving past Center Hills Country Club today, and I thought about you. And, <laughs> well, and, it was a great and, day yesterday to golf. Well, so I'm, I'm thinking about this, and I thought about uh-huh. the bishop in Caddyshack. Fucking <laughs> <Like laughs> in the driving <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Fucking <laughs> in the driving rain. It's the greatest. I'm, dr- I'm driving through a rainstorm right now myself. It's the greatest patch of my life. <laughs> I can't stop now. <laughs> That'd be That's you and exactly me. Exactly right. That would be you and me. We can't stop now. It's pouring. No, no, no. We're not stopping. <laughs> this, uh, this has been a tough season for Lewisburg, Greg. Really, really tough. Yeah, it has. Um, uh, how have the coaches and the players hung in with all this? Because obviously, they've, I mean, they've, through no fault of their own, they're overscheduled. Sure. And you know what? They, they are hanging in there. I, I know there's some frustration from some of the guys because not be getting to touch the ball enough because offensively, they're limited with what they can do right now. Uh, but but last week against a, a pretty good team in Loyal Sock, who's going to be in district semifinals this weekend, 
you know, they, they put up their best offensive performance of the year. They rushed for close to 250 yards, but they couldn't throw the ball then last week. That was, that was their issue. They had uh, only two completions for like 27 yards, and they missed a, a wide-open receiver. And when I say wide-open, there was not anyone within 20 yards. All right. Right. And, and the quarterback just overthrew him. And that, those are things that have happened all year. Just little things like that that have happened all year. Is this been. Uh, it's interesting, Greg, that you bring that up. Because you can play really, really well in a game. But yet sometimes teams fall into the habit of. they. You know, you and I both know the ability to make the winning plays, that they have the yeah. ability to make the losing plays. Is that what you're seeing? In opportune times, Lewisburg unfortunately makes what's called a losing play. This that happened this week, uh, Steve. Um, two minutes and 20 seconds left in the first half. Third down play, third and ten for Loyal Sox. They throw a, like a six-yard out pass. Wasn't going to be a first down, probably unless the kid broke a tackle right against the sideline. The defender falls down. There's two other kids right around him. They just freeze the play. They thought the kid was going to go out of bounds. He stuck his foot in the turf, pivoted, 66 yards for a touchdown. Things like that, you know? Yeah. Obviously with injuries and other issues, and I ask this to Zach, when it comes to the ability to call the game offensively, Is are the limitations really tying their hands as to what they really think they can do, uh, as opposed oh. to what they'd love to do? Uh, for sure, Steve. Uh, you know, every game, the defensive team that the, the opposing team that they're playing on defense has eleven guys within five yards of the line of scrimmage. They yeah. don't respect the Lewisburg passing game at all, and and guess what? There's been no reason for them to respect that Lewisburg passing game because, uh, you know, I, they just don't throw the ball downfield well at all. Uh, screen passes, they throw one long touchdown pass um, that the wide receiver made a heck of a play. He literally came back five yards for the ball, caught it, stepped, stepped around a defensive back, and walked into the end zone for a touchdown. But uh, other than that, they're just not throwing the ball well, and that – that really creates problems for an offensive coordinator or the coaches to call those plays because they're really limited with what they can do. Loyal sock aside, do you see some building blocks for the future that will come out of this season? Yeah, they, they have um, three offensive linemen that are sophomores that are playing a lot of football, nice. both offensively and defensively. Uh, they have two linebackers that are one's a sophomore, one's a junior, that, that are going to play a lot of ball. The, maybe their best athlete in their team is a sophomore. So there's some good things coming out of this season, Steve. Their, their key is going to be uh, Ethan Dominic's their quarterback, and good kid. He's a better running back than he is a quarterback, but this year, by necessity, he had to play quarterback. Hopefully next year they have that quarterback there's a sophomore there that has some ability, or a freshman, I'm sorry, a freshman that has some ability. He just needs some seasoning, and he's getting that year in JV, this year in JV games. I think next year he'll be able to step in and put Ethan Dominic back to his natural position, position as a running back. So there are some bright spots to a dismal season. So what gets them to the fourth quarter 
I mean, you want to get to the fourth quarter in a game like this with a shot. So what gets right. them to the fourth quarter, Greg? I, I think this this week is playing mistake-free football. Yep. And just sticking with their game plan, Steve, of running the ball. This, this is probably, uh, and I hate to say this about any opponent, but this is probably their best matchup all year in terms of physical ability right. to dominate an opponent. So if they can just stick with their game plan and everybody do their job, I think this week they can be successful. Always a pleasure, my friend. Appreciate it. I enjoy talking to you. Have a great game this weekend yourself. Hey, thanks so much. <laughs> All right, the Chief now joins us. Dave Ritchie. Dave, first of all, it's great to have you with us. Thanks so much for your time today. Well, thanks for having me on, Steve. Dave, let's start with this. We now know that they can they can beat Milton because they've done that twice already this season. Where have they come up short against other people that, for whatever reason, the matchup with Milton is good? I think they finally uh, had their offense working so well. They scored 41 points on Milton on Friday night. Uh, they passed the ball well. Drew Ballestrini had almost 100 yards rushing and uh, like 280 yards through the air. Uh, John Piper had over 200 yards receiving, and they ran the ball well, too. So their offense finally caught up with their defense. And this, you know, when the first time they played Milton, I think the score was 13 or 14 to zero. Yeah, it was 14, and, yep. And they, they scored on their first possession. And they continued to score throughout the uh, throughout the first half. I believe it was twenty-seven nothing at the end of the at the end of the first half. So the defense was stellar again, and the offense uh, made it one of the more enjoyable games for Kevin to call and for me to help Kevin uh, with. So it was uh, that that was that was the big difference. And I'm looking forward to watching that offense this tomorrow night against Midwest. Yeah, I think this is interesting because. Have you now sensed, I mean, there's an obvious game one to game two improvement against this opponent. Have you felt, though, like there has been actually a steady improvement even in losses? You bet. Uh, you know, you, I think you just asked uh, Greg what Lewisburg needed to do to have a chance in the fourth quarter. Well, the Braves are doing that, that, that defense. Um, you know, the Davis, Marshall, Gage, Wolf, Duncan, Weir, Luke Snyder, and Colton Semko at those five linebacker spots have just played their hearts out and done very well. And they've moved uh, three backs to the down lineman positions in uh, Isaac Schaefer Knights, Ethan Turber Ortiz, and Jaden McCormick. Together, I think those guys might weigh 350 pounds. And that's made a big difference. And yeah. and that has uh, been that's been successful. They, you know, three minutes to go in the Jersey Shore game and they're still only down seven nothing. They never really left and they've been uh, they've been a bright spot, and I think that's the big difference. And you know now the offense, uh, you know Curtis Raker was going both ways. They they they've taken him off at defense. He can concentrate at his offensive tackle position. Made a big difference. So uh, it's been something that was a pleasure to watch. I think a lot of people didn't even want to listen to the game on Friday night because they thought, well, it's going to be Milton. It was exciting. It really was. Uh, Drew Ballastrini. John Piper on three passes that uh, were textbook throws and textbook catches and runs after too. It was uh, it was like uh, just reminded me of a couple of years ago uh, when Todd Tilford had his uh, son at quarterback and his 
other son at wide receiver. Uh, they, they, you know, they could score from any place on the field, and that's what they did on Friday night. Which now brings me when I talked to Zach about Seelands Grove, and I talked to Greg about Lewisburg. I asked each one the question about offensively in calling plays. Do they feel like their hands are tied because they don't have all the options available? Is Shikolami the opposite? It sounds like they've got all the options available now to them, or at least they think they do. Well, they've got five kids playing offensive line that are pretty, pretty inexperienced, but they've done they've done they've done a much better job the last two weeks. And uh, I the, the running game, uh, Colton Simcoe's been having uh, some good games, and Drew Balistrini, if he weren't our quarterback, would probably be one of our better halfbacks. He's He's a threat to run the ball all the time. I would say their options are uh, a lot better than they were at the beginning of the year, and I don't think they're afraid to put a couple of wrinkles in. This is interesting because this is the first time that Chicago has ever played Midwest. They used to play yeah. East Uniata. That's where West, West Midwest kids used to play, but this will be the first right. time that they've played Midwest out on their field. So it's uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think I think both teams match up very evenly, and and uh, you give the Braves a chance to get their third win. And that's something a couple of weeks ago that most of us would have said wasn't going to happen. Well, they're, they're the, to the doorstep of it. So what are the factors that go into them winning this game on Friday night, in your opinion, Dave? Well, they have to stop Midwest running game for sure. Yeah. I, forget, I forget the name of the young man that he had, over, he had almost 500 yards rushing uh, against Mifflinburg. Uh, that is one key. The other thing is their uh, offense has to hold on to the football and be able to keep that offense from Midwest off the field. They did that. Uh, they did that pretty good with Jersey Shore, and they did they did an outstanding job against Milton. Those are the two keys. You know, the, the, the thing that was probably the most disturbing about the Braves game on Friday night was the fact that they first uh, they had multiple penalties. And that was that was very unlike them. And I I attribute a lot of that to some players that were in in new positions. I, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but right before the game started, the starting center decided he didn't want to play, and he had to make a switch and put his center in. That was right before they came out on the field to play, and that meant there was a whole change. And also, uh, our kicker John Kittens, our uh, and our place kicker was not there, so they had two kids that had to fill in, fill in with that. These kids are survivors, Steve. They really are. There's there's not a whole lot of them on the team right now, but they're survivors, and the ones that you have there are out in the field because they want to be there. And I think that's one of the one of the greatest factors that's going to go into the Braves getting a victory on Friday night. Dave, always a pleasure. You and Kevo do a great job, and appreciate your time today very much. Hey, thank you, Steve, and uh, looking forward to hearing you in tomorrow or on Saturday with the Ohio State game. Appreciate that, Dave. Thanks so much. The Chief, Dave Ritchie. Games on News Radio 1070 WKOK, Friday night at 7 on at 6.30 here on News Radio 1070 WKOK.